Hello and welcome to Collisions YYC. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Today on the show, I sit down with Ms. Laura Jo Gunter. Laura is the president at Bow Valley College. Laura and I have an in-depth conversation on not only the transformation that's taking place inside post-secondary, but some of the unique innovations that they are focusing on that are going to have a direct impact on the transformation that's taking place in our amazing city called Calgary. Join me in welcoming Laura Jo Gunter. How are you today? I'm good. I know it seems like a silly question because we've been chatting here for 20 minutes. We thought we better turn the mics on because we've been having a great conversation. I'm really looking forward to your perspective today. So maybe just give everybody for a quick quick moment, give everybody a little bit who you are, your background, and then we'll kind of dive in from there. Okay. Well, I am the president and CEO of Bow Valley College, and I assumed that position uh, almost three years ago, and uh, that's when I moved to Calgary as well. And so it's been really great being here. And I have a very eclectic background. So I've done everything. I've worked in post-secondary. I've worked in, I went through the dot-com. I've been a digital producer. I worked at a film school. I've been a policy um, person back in the day when I was young. So I've done a whole bunch of different things. Diversity. And had you spent any time in Calgary, had any connection to Calgary prior to moving here three years ago? No. Oh, interesting. So curious, because since we're going to talk about Calgary and the transformation, mm-hmm. some of what we're dealing with right now from a, you know, economic, like a lot of factors that are up for grabs. What was the first blush when you got the call or the recruiter or whoever it happened and said, hey, we're curious about you for this role, but you've got to have to move to Calgary. What, how did that resonate for you? Well, I had lived in the West before. I lived in Vancouver, which I know okay. is not Calgary. It's definitely not. But it's like, definitely but not. But it's on this side of the country. It it's is Because you were from Toronto originally, correct? Uh, no, I grew up in Thunder Bay, actually. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But uh, my family's from southern Ontario. So um, I had lived in the West before, and the opportunity seemed intriguing. What was interesting was the time that I had been to Calgary um, for conferences or various things, it was during the boom, so it was very vibrant. Okay. Uh, you had trouble getting into a restaurant. Um, there was a lot of money. You always heard about how much money was in Calgary. And then when I arrived, um, it was an NDP government, I, which was an unusual, I understand, for this province. Yes, but it was. 40 years yep. Yep. of conservative and then... I think unusual would be a safe word to use. That's yes. right. So mm-hmm. 40 years of conservative and then I arrive and it was NDP. So that was the... My first encounter was very different than the stereotype I had heard about. Um, oh, interesting. For Alberta. And of course, it was post oil going down. So it was much quieter. And people were looking far more at uh, economic diversification and talking about oil and gas, but it was far more about what else can we do in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And being in post-secondary and part of part of your role being brought in, was that part of the, the role at all in terms of diversity? Because like, again, post-secondary plays such a key part into the talent pool. Mm-hmm. That's right. So part of it was when I was hired, um, Bow Valley had a strong uh, reputation and it had been really growing over the past number of years. And Bow Valley College isn't really tied to oil and, uh, oil and gas okay. that tightly. Uh, we do have a business program, but we don't offer anything that you would think of in terms of the technology side or the technical okay. side, like engineering or technicians or anything like that or, or trades. So it had been growing and um, had a strong um financial it was strong financially strong it was growing had a really good reputation and so coming here was really interesting because we had a huge opportunity to be able to help with that diversification and to really change the conversation around the talent pool as well because you had a lot of people that were looking to pivot in their careers at that point so did you guys so was that a considerable initiative in terms of how you as a, as as a post secondary looked at what was happening and then adjusted how you guys were going to respond to that? Like, was there, a, was there a significant change or strategic move based on the downturn and like, wow, the world that we now live in? Because you guys are right in the heart of it, being downtown. Um, how did that impact you guys? Well, it impacted us because we decided to look at things a bit differently. So one of the reasons that uh, I came to Bow Valley and to Calgary was because uh, I had this idea and I thought, that Bow Valley was the perfect college to do it. I always say it's big enough and small enough. So it's big enough to have the resources and it's small enough to be nimble. And at the same time, Calgary was in a state where it was, it was pivoting as well. Right. And oil and gas isn't going away. It's not like, you know, we're never doing it again, but it, it, it uh, was looking at more of a diversification, you know, in the same way that anybody would diversify their portfolio. Yes. So uh, when I got here, I'm finding that, 
we are getting a lot of uptake in the conversation about helping people pivot in their careers, whatever those careers are, and helping to build out some of the more uh, technically based companies. So companies based more on uh, what you would think of as technology based things apart from oil and gas. Okay. So when you, interesting, you're right. Or to support oil and gas. I shouldn't just say Yeah, diversify. Yeah. So to either uh, diversify from oil and gas or to support oil and gas, because that's the other thing, um, you know, that I understand the oil and gas industry is doing right, is that it's also using technology to become more efficient, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, there's not many industries that the, you know, the the left hook of technology isn't coming in. That's right. And demanding that you make a change. Exactly. So when you hear, you know, and one of the things we like to talk to our guests about, and you and I chat a little bit offline, but the term transformation and Calgary, like Calgary needs to transform. It's one of those, it's a nice piece of rhetoric that floats around out there. That's right. So from a post-secondary perspective, where have you guys leaned in on that transformation and what has that meant for you? And well, we've leaned on the transformation on a number of fronts. Um, like I said, uh, we've been witnessing that more and more people are, are coming to Bow Valley because, you know, we aren't specifically tied to oil and gas. So okay. you're seeing more uptake in areas such as our health area, so nursing and so on, and in community services. But where uh, we're really seeing some growth um, was in our business programs, and we just started a creative technology program. area. So, you know, teaching coding and teaching digital at a diploma level or advanced certificates, which mean that you have some background and and a previous diploma or degree, and now you're looking to concentrate in in a specific area. So we looked at that. And the biggest thing we also noticed was that people as they're pivoting need speed, right? You don't want to continue to uh, relearn the skills you already have. You want to be able to learn just what you need to get to the next job. So uh, one of the reports that came out, and there are so many reports coming out right now about the skills gap, right? You can, you practically fall over them. There's so many out there and they're all saying the same things around um, in slightly different ways, but they're saying uh, there's themes that are going through that are very consistent, which is, you know, people need to be able to move quickly. They need to be able to account for their skills. They've got certain skills, but there's a gap between what they need and where they need to go. And there's a way, how are employers going to know that this is the person that they need if they don't fit the profile exactly. right? Right. So you're looking for somebody, um, and, you want, so you say, okay, they have to have these skills in my industry in this right way, right? So if you're looking at an IT person, have they worked in IT? If I'm a bank, have they worked in IT and banking? Have they done, worked with these specific uh, uh, languages or have they done this specific job? And instead, they may have bits and parts of it that apply and then they only have to do the gap in order to move quickly from one industry to another or one type of job to another. Because these are skilled individuals you're talking about. These are skilled individuals. Later in their careers. That's right. Accomplished in in a certain discipline but in a specific field. That's right. Potentially oil and gas. Mm -hmm. Potentially oil and gas or or any other field as well. So so one of the things that we started to look at – was, and we're calling the initiative Pivot Ed, was we, we thought, you know, every time everybody talks about a skills gap is that they talk about we need more content, right? We need to, to train more programmers. We need to, so we need more programming programs. We need more programming courses. Okay. And you see more and more people entering the market um, outside of post-secondaries. And to, tr- this, to try to fill that gap. To, to try fill to fill that gap. That gap. Oh, in, interesting. Okay. In a non, what, in a, what we call non-credit, meaning that you don't get the credential like a diploma or a degree that would be recognized by a public institution. But it's a quick, almost down and dirty way to pick up some, a set of skills. Yeah. I be, wouldn't to, know to, about to dirty, it. but yeah. <laughs> but it's certainly quick. Fair enough. I was being crass with that one. Yeah. But. So it's certainly quick. So we were noticing that people pick up a number of skills. So you, you know, and I'm sure you have too, right? You graduate from your program, either you have a diploma or degree. Mm-hmm. And then you go out to work and you learn things through YouTube, you Google something you don't know, you learn it through work, you get corporate training, you get a whole bunch of different ways that you learn things. The problem is that uh, you don't know how to account for them. So they may be on your resume. How do you you get credit? But how do I get credit? And how do I know that the company you're coming from, what they've trained you in or what you've done or whatever? So what we've looked at is actually... um, figuring out that the value we can bring is validation. Okay. 
of your of skills. The skills of that individual. That's right, because as a post-secondary, it's one of the biggest things we do. Um, and the thing that you probably still have nightmares about is assessment, right? Everybody still has those exam everybody dreams. Lo- everybody loves testing, yes. Yeah, <laughs> those exam dreams. And... Uh, <laughs> Where you're naked and forgot all the answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody has the exam dream. It's, but we all, that's how, uh, you know, so everybody gets, part of what you are expected to do is we test you and then we award you something. We go, yes, you passed this course. We give you credit for that. So um, we decided that what we needed to look at really was some scalable assessments that were beyond multiple choice that would allow you to be able to demonstrate your skills. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to make them friendly and accessible and real. So we're working with a number of companies here in Calgary and one in Toronto. And we're... So you're partnering with industry. That was my next question yeah. is like, is the industry ready for this type? Yeah. Because so it, has to, match. it yeah. has to match. Yeah. So we're, we're partnering with industry, both in terms of the technology we need around things like artificial intelligence and blockchain. And we're also partnering um, with industry, like one of the big banks here in actually testing this. So we've got some pilots running. And what we do is we use artificial intelligence to go put you through simulations that you would do in real, uh, for real work. Interesting. And then you, you run through the simulation and the simulation tests both your technical skills. So we did one on um, business intelligence for a business intelligence analyst using, um, working with IBM. And it will test whether you actually technically did the right thing. Was your report right? Was it presented correctly, et cetera? But also it tests your soft skills because you have to go to these algorithmically – wow, it's a tough word. Um, <laughs> but uh, these, uh, the algorithms that are these characters and ask for data, for example, and if you're not nice about it, the character may refuse to give you data until you write it nicely. So, it's interesting, quote unquote, if you're not nice about it. But sometimes those terms can be a real stretch in more technically oriented f- fields. That's right. I mean, it's not about nice, it's just about the data. Well, it's not because there's humans involved. There's know. humans involved, right? There's clients involved, there's internal clients involved. If I said to you, give me the data, and they're like, who are you? As yeah. opposed to, could I please have the data? And go, yes, you may. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? The beauty's in the delivery. Absolutely. That's right. And it's all about you know, how your communication skills can you show empathy and so on. So, anyway, um, and it will test all this. And then what happens is you get a debrief. And with the system, and then it gives you a personalized learning plan as to what you miss, so you don't have to take everything all over again. And it's safe because you're dealing with algorithms, and it's engaging instead of being frightening. So, um, you know, it's not that nightmare scenario of, oh my God, I'm in a room for an hour and I have to pass this test. It, it doesn't it doesn't disqualify you because you're not good at, a, at the testing environment. That's right. It's really about learning. Like all good assessments should teach. And so um, it's just like, you know, if you go through and do a a big project for one of your courses, you have a lot of fun doing that project and you learn a lot. Right. Right? It's the same thing. We are humans underneath and if we enjoy it, we tend to retain. So when it comes to what Calgary is doing well, is there an openness with companies? Because you hear on two sides that we have this this over glut of of skilled labor that doesn't have anything to do, quote unquote. Right. But then you hear these under industries that have these huge gaps and short 2,000 tech jobs and... How we is a program like this designed specifically to bridge that gap? Yes, that's what we're working with. So right now we've talked to uh, we're just in early days, but we talked to a number of, of individuals here, and they are really keen to help us. Okay. and I think that's one of the great things about so you're getting Calgary. Some good, you're getting buy-in from the community. We're getting buy-in from the community, that's and great. people taking um, because it, in the early days of pilots, it's it's you know um, you're testing, you're adjusting. Of course, um, I've but, heard Calgary has also a tendency. Everyone's very much excited to be the second person to adopt something. And I've heard that from, I've talked to different people in the oil and gas sector, they're like some of these bigger companies, because they're so risk adverse and because it's just the nature of their DNA from a shareholder perspective, they, they don't ever want to be first or they want to make sure it's been tested and kind of proven. And it was very much related to yeah. oil and gas sector. And we were just talking about that openness to innovate and the openness to try new things. Is that, you're kind of shaking your head, is that you're not experiencing that? Not right now, no. Good, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's early days, but uh, everybody we've shown has been interested in, and you know, we're not talking a lot of money either. We're not talking about people dropping a million dollars to say, hey, right. let's... So the, the barrier to test this the out. The barrier to test this out is low and... High reward, low risk. That's right. Okay. And it's also, um, people are really eager to help out in terms of, of getting people back to work and um, getting that tech talent, for example, up and running. So we, so far, everyone we've talked to has been very generous with helping us and very generous with their time and very generous in terms of helping us develop this model. So 
That's uh, good to hear. And I would argue that is one of Calgary's strengths as a community. Yeah. That's been my experience because we're both not, not, quote unquote, not from here. And it's still the biggest small town I've ever lived in. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and it's it's so, you know, what I find really fascinating is that it's so easy to get in to talk to some people and say, what do you think? And and uh, they're very honest and, and helpful and encouraging. And I think that well, it's... It allows you guys to move forward so much faster. It does. And it's... I think right now there, what I've seen is a real appetite for something new and different and not the same old, same old. And also a real appetite right now to put Calgary on the map for, um, more than, um, to diversify our portfolio. So to put us on the map for more. I like like that term. I know we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and to put us on the map in different ways and realizing that, you know, we've got oil and gas and that's got to stay strong. Um, but. And how do we look at that differently? Yeah, and it's and it's a up, you know, there's there's the highs and lows in, it in is a, any it resource. Is a cyclical commodity yeah, based, it is. based business. And yeah. it is. And then we've got agriculture, which is also really strong. And we you know we need something to level that out. And what is that going to be? And and there's a lot of talent here. It's just a question of um thinking differently. And I've started everyone I've talked to, and maybe it's just because of the people I've been hanging out with, yep. but um, has been very keen to look at something new because part of it is that we were saying, you know, we should develop this ed tech sector in Calgary. There's no reason we can't. That's interesting. I was going to ask about that. So how, how is what you're doing hold up on, on, on the world stage or even North America for that matter? Is there other, is there other environments, jurisdictions that have really pushed forward in that? Or are you guys, are you guys in the lead with some of what you're doing? I want, we are definitely, part of that leading group. Okay. So, um, for the folks we've talked to, uh, we've been researching who else is doing this. It's interesting because the concepts have been around for a, a while. Like mm-hmm. micro credentialing has been around a while. Competency based learning has been around for a while. AI is finally getting to a point where you can really use it. The technology is catching the technology up with the concept. Is, is catching up with the concept. Um, but, uh, we're one of the few groups in North America that are actually moving ahead with something that's, that's, different and the way that we're visualizing it is different. So, um, we have some opportunities here and the companies that we're working with here are really embracing it with us. Um, and, uh, it's been really great to be working with them and Calgary, it's so accessible, right? You don't have to, um, everybody is, it's easy. First of all, geographically it's accessible, but also it's easy to get and meet people and, um, find time with them in a reasonable time frame too. Like you're not waiting a year to meet with somebody. Which, yeah, everything, there's a sense of urgency and time is always of the essence. That's right. No matter what the project. So it's been, it's been really great. Like everybody's been very enthusiastic and, and, you know, we get it. Like it's, it's, Calgary is reinventing itself. So we're in the middle of that. Was it the murky middle when you, are yes. making change. Yes. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and, you, and you know it's good, but sometimes you, yeah, there's so many, there's so many factors and you don't always know what the end looks like. Mm. That's right. And, but as a city, you know, there's, there's still that vibrancy that, that's there. I, I, that I've experienced. It's just people want to have conversations around, uh, what we can do with, with, uh, for example, this technology to actually push it forward and take it to, a different level. I do find Calgary has a very tangible, like there's a, there's a, there's, there's a drive to always like, okay, great. What can we do with it? Like, what's the tangible thing that'll come out of it? That's it's right. It's nice to intellectualize something, but we're in an environment right now where we need tangible outputs. Exactly. It's, it's very real. It hmm. is very real. And, uh, you know, and we're competing with some fairly people in the technology area that have been active for years. Right. Okay. So who, so when you say competing with, well, Vancouver has been active for years, yes, okay. right? They, when I other, lived, other markets just, yeah, I lived in Vancouver for quite a while and they have a very, uh, long history of high tech entrepreneurs right? and the entertainment industry. Um, same with Toronto. I mean, Toronto's got the financial center, but it's also got oh, the, um, enter- the entertainment, the creative space, you know, that's you know right. my world of marketing. That's, you know, obviously Toronto's the hub for that in terms of talent pool and just depth of skill sets. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then you've got. Montreal. And so, you know, in Canada, it's got that, you've got that piece. So, um, yeah, and Calgary always had the oil and gas banner. <laughs> that's right. Right. <laughs> and so, but sometimes, um, when people, when people least expect it is the time when you can really 
jump mm. leapfrog over it because people aren't really paying attention. And I like suddenly, the leapfrog. I like the leapfrog concept. You can leapfrog. How can you go from third place to first place? Not even second place. Like third or fourth place. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? Yeah. Because we have a very we can leap to the different way of thinking about something because we're not entrenched. Where if you're new to the market, you go, well, wait a minute. What if we just jumped over and did this? You don't have all those pre-baked limits. Well, we can't do that because that's not the way we've always done it or so on and so that's forth. That's right. All that, yeah. All that stuff, all those guardrails that get put in place you don't even realize are there. So when it comes to, to post-secondary and, and, and education, is it is it a collaborative sector? Like, are you working with Mount Royal? Are you working with UFC? I'm just, I'm just curious because I, I don't know how those worlds work. Mm. Uh, not on that particular initiative at the moment, okay. but um, we... Because it feels like it's bigger and broader. Like, there's always someone in the lead, but it feels like it has potential to It is bigger and, and broader. Um, we'd be working more with other colleges because okay. um, where we're working right now is in, in the college space. Okay. Um, but the colleges do meet. So we do meet in Calgary and we do meet... Um, throughout the province, um, different groups, um, because we we need to move forward as a sector. We so, mentioned about having us known for this or being on the map for this, and that takes right. more than one organization to be supporting something to make it a, oh, go to Western Canada or go to Calgary or go to That's Alberta right. because they're known for that. It takes that. We need to all be kind of pulling together. We are. And in, in like I said, in some of the cases, we're, we're working with other colleges okay. um, because it's uh, – at the credentialing area that we're at, we're working with colleges because that's who we are as well. Yep. Um, and we are working with others across the country, uh, hopefully. And yep. uh, okay. we're, we're putting in um, for funding for that. But um, so we'll be the lead. Uh, but we also um, are working with industry as well. So it's not just other post-secondaries, but it would be okay. industry and building up. Well, I see that as incredibly important. Like right. That, that's a make or break for this to be successful in my mind because the industries have to buy into the process. You're leading these potential new hires or new team. Like they're the new people, the new teams that they're going to bring on board to take their companies forward. They've got to be bought into what you guys are doing. Well, that's right. And, and so. Guiding, and guiding it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So because there's a huge. Uh, we're not going to invent all the technology that we need to do this, right? right? And that's where the companies come in because that's where the commercialization happens. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So as a college, do you look at things from that perspective in terms of partnering with industry or the commercialization side? That's just like the business the business case for all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because then if you, have, if, you uh, if business partners can uh, commercialize it and grow, then you've got a stability factor going on. Right. Yes, right. And then, then it gets traction and then it starts getting ingrained and it becomes then the way of doing it. That's right. So with an initiative like that, what's the cycle? Or do you guys have any metrics that you look at? So you start you start working on this today. Is it two or three years from now we really see the benefit? Is it next fall? Like what's the timeline for these kind of things to cycle through? Well, we'll probably, benefit? we'll probably be, yeah, we'll probably be um, over the next, on the couple of the pilots we're doing, we'll be monitoring them over the next six months or so. Okay. And then we want to start new pilots and start monitoring them. So I would see... So fairly quick cycles. In well, quickly, of- quick cycles, but in the longer term, it'll probably take two or three years before it really catches fire. You know, the whole thing about internet, you know, like in any of these things, right? Netflix was an overnight success that so it's, took it's a 20 10 year, years. It's a 20-year overnight right? success. Absolutely, yes. So, right. And they started off selling DVDs out of the back of their car or whatever. Yeah, or, absolutely, uh, uh, because they were rallying against late fees. <laughs> that's right. Pick a problem, solve it, and then work out from there. <laughs> that's right. And, and yet they saw what they were going to be in the future, but the technology... Technology, you know, back then it cost so much bandwidth was so expensive yes. that they couldn't do a model. They just waited until it became so ubiquitous that then the model started to take hold. And so it's like anything. You start with these small pilots, you start to change, and then it'll take off like fire. And we go, oh, wow, look at that overnight success that took several years to get to. That but, is so, yeah, that's so funny. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. We look, but, we look at the end result and figure it just happened by it magic. It just happened by magic, right? But, <laughs> you know... Very little happens by magic in my experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think the whole thing is that... Um, and it will morph and change as things go on. But, right. you know... Yeah, because you're learning. That's you're the learning. point of running all these, like, tests and learns. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, what's really great, great is you get to get, get involved with a lot of the high-tech sector in uh, Calgary. You know, so... Um, I'm sure you've heard of the rainforest and, yep. and they're building platforms. Jim Gibson was my first guest on the show. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, that kind of um, piece where you're starting to get involved with that community, which 
when you first and, come. And Bova, are you guys engaged with them, like with Platform and with Rainforest and Startup Calgary? And I'm assuming you guys are all, you guys all hang out in a similar yeah, we're, ecosystem. We're, we're, yeah, we've been meeting with Jim and we've okay. been meeting with Platform. Okay, and, with Terry. You know, with Terry. You guys are all going right in the same sector. We're you're, all the same. You're all neighbors. <laughs> we're all neighbors and and so they know what we're doing. And, you know, it's it's part of of growing this and, you know, hanging out with them and, and starting to find like-minded people to start to grow, which is what the rainforest philosophy is. Right. Absolutely. Hmm. So, and this is applicable to every group. So it's, it still has ramifications, but first thing you need to do is, build the prototype because what you're doing is going is crossing multiple sectors it's not exactly. just oil and gas it's it's more of a philosophy that can then be applied to essentially anywhere exactly because you know you've got i had i had ray DePaul from mount royal was on and he said that some of the things they talked to students about it was a stat that kind of took me back a bit that they say listen you're going to probably change careers full-fledged five to seven times in the course of your life exactly. so adaptability resourcefulness exactly what you're talking about of going well i have all these skills over here clearly there's some overlap but i maybe hadn't worked in banking or i hadn't worked in in development or I haven't worked in oil and gas, but yet I'm not getting credit for all this. And if, if the, if the world's going to demand us to change our careers that often because of just the new, the net right. new changes, how do we support that? And that's a very different mindset than the 30 year career. <laughs> well, it is. And, um, and I've never had a 30 year career, so I don't know. I changed. You and I both have eclectic backgrounds. A very Absolutely. eclectic background. So maybe it's because I have an eclectic background that I was thinking, but you have a deep, you have a deep rooted appreciation for it. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and some of the things I did with, when I worked at small companies, uh, back in the day in the dot com, you know, um, I I have no, there's no way that it really pops up anywhere, you know, right. and you're like, how would I get credit for, for the work I did in this area in any real way? Because you are, we're all a culmination of all of our experiences. And That's right. And then if I suddenly, you know, showed up here and applied for a job, you know, you go, what? You're a post-secondary person. Why would you even, why would I even talk to you? Right. And yet. Why, why is it relevant? Why is it relevant? And yet, you know, I've worked with very uh my problem solving expertise is extreme i've dealt with um all kinds of different uh groups and stakeholders there's all kinds of things how do you standardize that but how do you standardize that right absolutely and so you would look at anybody and go well you've only got this experience but really all those things that could count towards and bring a different perspective to your your company could really be outstanding if there's a way to capture that that you could say oh that is an overlap, you know, that, that, that would be, sense. that does make sense. You would be good with these, these people, right? You, people have these perceptions that people stay in their lane and that they can't leap from one thing to another when really you can bring a lot of that expertise and often see things that other people can't because because you have a fresh perspective. You have a fresh perspective. And being honest, I almost wonder, and it's just me speculating out loud, because we are such an entrenched industry of oil and gas, people could move around, but there was always another job at another company that was similar and it always made sense mm-hmm. versus other, other you know, environments where they maybe had a little bit more diversity where people might jump careers. Where in oil and gas, there was kind of that, you know, quote unquote, I've heard it from younger people, like I kind of had a promise that I'd go do my engineering degree, I'd get in, I'd work in oil and gas for the next 30 years, I'd have a couple good events, make some money and I'd be good. Yeah. It kind of like was this expectation and now that rug's been pulled out under bed and I think sometimes as humans we kind of like we pout a little bit like we don't want that to be the case. <laughs> we don't but we also have different and varying um, perceptions of things too, right? Like I got into post-secondary later. I didn't start, it, it was not the beginning of my career. Right. I started off in journalism, right? And so it, it and I got into it almost sideways and um, if somebody had said to me when I was young, you're going to have, you're going to be the president of a college, I would have said, really? And that's interesting in itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting in itself, but it is an amazing job. There is so much diversity. I've traveled to some really interesting places. Um, we're doing good work, but in a very positive way. Um, you know, you're enriching people's lives, but you also are, uh, dealing with all kinds of different things. Like you get to, you get to experience all kinds of things. Like each different school that you have, you get to learn a little bit. Like I know way more about nursing than, uh, I ever would know <laughs> right. because we have a nursing school. Right. And, and, uh, so we're working with ICOM to, um, put some virtual reality around assessment because one of the problems we were having is that when they, um, do the, ass- not assessments, nurses don't, but, the, when they are looking at patients so they can say to a doctor, you know, you, this right. person, you should go come look at this person. They're, they're, you've got a bunch of 
uh, usually fairly young people who don't have a lot of conditions, and suddenly they're looking at an older population. They haven't had the experience right. to know uh, to be able to. And that's not even that about time. changing. That's not even about moving your to a new field. That's how much more efficient you can be in one field. In one field. So, right. so suddenly, you Bringing know, up a workforce faster to a higher level. Of skill. That's right. So because, uh, I'd been working in the digital world and then we'd start talking to ICOM and it was like, Hey, we could use their, um, their digital products to actually bring a more realistic experience through virtual reality to our students before they go out in clinical. Right. And so, which gives them more confidence, which reduces risk in the real world, which basically gets them up to up to speed in their career faster. That's right. And if we need to uh, suddenly uh, train more nurses, we've got it, and we can roll it out to more nurses. We just have to buy a few more stations. So it's right. not suddenly this really expensive thing that you have to do to be able to train those nurses quickly. So it becomes it becomes something that that you can you know these two worlds collide. But more importantly, in my career, it's like wow, I get to learn something about nursing, and I get to learn something about which just gives you more perspective. That's right. Learn something about community services or, um, you know, so you, you get to spend some time really in different areas getting to learn things that you would never have encountered if you had only stayed in one which field. Is, which is the benefit of, yeah, get, lifting your head up essentially. <laughs> it is. And so um, the education piece has been fascinating because, you know, I need to keep interested in things. I need to have new I'm the type of person that needs to learn something new all the time. And so my career trajectory actually has allowed me to do that. So it's kind of like, oh, that was really interesting. And so to be able to then, you know, for other people who want to move from one career to another, it's also a different, they bring a different perspective, but then they can learn new things. And I think most people um, like to learn new things and and maybe these shifts, because we're also living longer these shifts the, in career, the, the whole the whole game is changing. Yeah, absolutely. is yeah. is are, are actually good for us. And the concept of retirement, or it's it's really just doing something different and, and having those pathways open to that, and having where there is multiple options. I think in you're absolutely. I'm a lifelong learner as well, but also not knowing and that fear of like I've done this one thing for so long. How do I transition? And having knowing there's an infrastructure there to help you do that is huge. Well, that's right. And when, with Calgary transitioning so much and, you know, you want to keep the population that we have and it's like, okay, how can you apply what you have to something new? Yes. Without and having to leave and go to a different, to a different right. marketplace. And, and, and yet, uh, and I guess the other piece of course for everybody is you want to stay within a certain range of income, right? Of course. And so. Nobody wants to quote unquote start over. That's right. It's yes. like, here's your minimum wage job. Good luck. And, you know, so, because so, you've got to quote unquote pay your dues because you're, because you don't know anything, but yet you've got very accomplished in, in, in a parallel type of career. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as, there's a lot of mindset shifting there. Like that's there a lot is. of chance. It's easy to talk about now and it makes sense for you and I sitting here in our comfortable that's chairs right. talking about it. But when it gets out into the real world, that, that is what we're faced with right now. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's, it's tough, but sometimes that toughness actually, you know, you can come back and it can be really more fulfilling, you know, and, um, yeah, where there's a little bit of, where, yeah, it's about grit, the concept of grit and resilience and, that's and right. mental fl- and flexibility, fixed versus flexible mindset. And we that's just the world we live in now, but you still need infrastructure to help you. Mm-hmm. You do. And, you know, and I think as as uh, Calgary is, is shifting, you're seeing more people go, okay, what can I do that's different? Or what can right. I do to, to do that? And, you know, for us at Bow Valley, we have a number of students um, – that are new Canadians. So you want to see somebody shifting. They're not only shifting their careers, a number of them have degrees. So they've come to Canada, they've got degrees, they're getting a diploma. So they have a Canadian credential. Talk about starting over. And they've got cultural, they've like literally everything, everything. everything. culture, um, new country, they've, you know, new job, for a lot of them, the weather. I was going to say winter. I was going to say winter. Winter. Well, I didn't see this on the brochure. That's right. And uh, yeah, he always recruit in the summer. No, uh, but you know, like it's that kind of of um, of shift. And you watch the grit in the 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 ability to move into a new career and to apply that learning. You know, I went into one of our classes in uh, human resources. And a number of our students are older. Our average age is 27. Okay. So you, and I was listening to I'm upset that 27 is older, but that's what we'll talk about later. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) in undergrad education, that is older. Yes, I I understand. And so, you know, and I was listening to them present and they were amazing. And um, they were beyond some of the stuff I'd seen at university level. Like they, because they, because they're experienced 
and they're older and they have right. there's, a level that of mature, work there's a different level of maturity, maturity. Yeah. and it just comes with practice being it, out there that's right and they're shifting completely and so you know you want inspiration about how you can shift completely um and we also have a number of our um learners are coming in because they have been in oil and gas and they go okay we want to do something completely different and you see them shifting completely as well and um, and I'm assuming is that is that is that all ages? I'm assuming. Yeah, it's all ages. Because a lot ages. of people because oil and gas didn't affect young or old. It affected everybody. It affected everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of our valedictorians was a mother of two. Her husband lost his job. He came back. She came back to her paralegal online with two little kids. And well, he went back to school as well. Like. It's a those are inspiring. Story. So those are tough stories because they're real, and I can feel for these people. But at the same time, what else are we going to do? You know, you got to be resilient and 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 reach out to the community and find those find those resources. Exactly. So for somebody sitting here listening to this right now, any recommendations? Is it like give you guys a call? I guess there's so much out there, but sometimes you don't know about it. I find right. sometimes Calgary we don't tell our stories as well as we need to, and that's Calgary as a city as well as sometimes these pockets of innovation. What's a path for that that mother of two at home right now, or the the father, the dad who's you know got laid off and he's six months a year and he can't come back? Where should he start to be? Where should they start to be looking for different perspectives? Well, I think the the first thing to do is to um, I, just on a personal journey, you have to think about what you're interested in because. Right. You always have to be interested in something, right? Yes, we're all little kids. If I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it for that's very long. right. <laughs> and so you know that, and I think that that's part of it. Like, where do you want to go next? So, and then I think it's a question of um, where are where do you, where does that whatever post secondary journey you need, if it is post secondary, that right. you need to to do that. Um, do you have guys, do you have counselors? Or we do. That, yeah. yeah. Like if I'm just, I'm curious, I don't know. I'm assuming there's someone I can chat with to even just guide me because it's so foreign. I haven't been in school for 20 years. I don't know how to approach this. Mm-hmm. That's right. So there are counselors available. There are um, groups available to do this. And then, you know, and as I said, as, as the um, uh, pivot ed piece gets bigger and bigger. Okay. Is that, um, that's a new, that's brand new. Pivot that's ed brand new. That's okay. the brand new one. That's the one I was talking about where you do the assessments. Yes. Yeah, no, that's and, exciting. And, you know, um, and then you can, as that grows, we'll be able to roll that out more and more for people as well. But, uh, you know, I think in terms of that, they can always come to the college and talk to people. Because um, I'm a big advocate of get out there. Like, yeah, go and have get some, out there. Go have some conversations, meet people. That's right. Calgary's get out an there. Amaz- reach people for coffee. Calgary's an amazing city. That's people right. will almost always say yes. <laughs> and if you reach out for people and, and then you decide what you want to do, um, because, you know, it has to be program fit, if you're deciding to come back full time. And and we do a lot of our programming online because a lot of our students are older, so that you can do it and not in, at night or whenever you, you have time yep. to do it. And it's not just people who are out of work. There are a lot of people who are realizing right. that they want to change as well. And so there are different ways of they can do it online or in the evening or whatever that, that is well, you open made the, to them. You made the comment earlier about content. Like, there's no shortage of content. But, it's, but there is no shortage of content. Yeah. That's why we're moving into this pivot ed model where, Interesting. Um, again, you know, with the business intelligence analyst piece, you do the final exam first and they see what oh, the so, I love it because let's just flip it on its head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. And you it's go like a through Tarantino this, movie. We'll show you the first and then we'll go fill in the blanks and let you know what happened <laughs> well it's pretty interesting because you come in like and the first thing you do is you have to t- the vice president academic or sorry uh, the vice president sales at this company gives you uh, an assignment that you have to produce a, a report a sales report and then you have to go off and get the information so then you it sounds a lot like a lot of people's jobs just day to day all of a sudden a new task will show up on your desk you have no idea how to do it yeah you, you rely on your old skills and your and the internet and your people you know on the phone and you figure out how to do it <laughs> figure out how to do it and then yeah, that's so put so much then, more real to me like that feels like oh let's 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 make it imitate real life a little bit more that's right and then then you're finished and then they you submit the report and then you get asked questions about the report and then they well, you're actually doing the thing. You're doing the thing and you're interacting with it. So it's very interactive. And then it gives you a learning plan based on what you did right and what you missed. And again, it's... I love it. That was my old trick. I would always go do the sample exam first, figure yep. out where my weak spots were, then I'd go focus on that. That was always my study strategy exactly. back, in, back in college. For and, sure. and in this case, it's it's real. So And it's all text-based because you know if you start building 3D characters and stuff the costs go through the roof yes right so this is all text-based but it's really people still engage with it in the same way that you engage with people you've never met over text but because it's still dialogue and we're still we're we're so comfortable with that now it's it's our day-to-day life that's right so you just you go back and forth you get the information you write the report 
you send it in, they ask you questions about it, ask you, get, you how you, you got those feedback. number, you get real feedback and it feels real. And so it's, it's, that's where we're, we're starting to head. But in the meantime, you know, um, at Bow Valley, we're really focusing on, on, you know, that whole work integrated learning to get people the experience they need, um, in order to, con to continue on with their career. So we've been getting great success with that as well. And, and, uh, like I said, our, our, our graduates are amazing and they're getting jobs at the moment, which is great. That's great to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah, especially you know, right so now. many factors required to create this transformation that we talk about, you know, back to that term. <laughs> That's right. And, and, uh, you know, but Calgary as a city really is starting to, to really, i or maybe it's just the people I'm talking to, but they really are looking for, um, different ways to, um, to revitalize the city and to revitalize themselves. And, uh, but you know, it is true. Like it is hard to find certain types of talent in Calgary. Right I've heard now. that from people, even with your own initiatives that you're doing, you guys are doing a lot of technology based, obviously using AI. All right. How has it been for you guys to find the talent? Because you're kind of in that same kind of space yourself. Yeah, we are looking at, it is harder to find the talent okay. in Calgary than it would be in maybe some of the other cities like okay like are you recruiting uh, do you bring anyone in like i know we chatted a little bit yesterday about kind of if you think about net new migration and people coming into the city that are technically skilled there's so many factors that they take into consideration with that it's not just about the job mm. that's right and you know we've done a combination of both okay. so um we've hired a lot of calgarians um but we have also had a couple of people come in from a different province mm -hmm. so Hey, bringing new, smart, talented people here to me is a great strategy as well because yep. that just raises the bar because maybe that person finishes that project with you, then all of a sudden now they're available to, to, to this ecosystem of cross-functional, talented, skilled, I just did this project, here's what I've learned, I can go over here, help you. To me, the more we bring into the pool, the better. Actually, we're hiring the full-time, so really I don't want other people to take them right now. <laughs> nice, I saw you get that look at your eye like, oh, no, no. No, no, no. They're no. mine, they're mine. No, I love it. Uh, that is not a call to come and... <laughs> Start hiring people away from Bow Valley. Absolutely. Way down the road. <laughs> Way yes. down the road, sure. Uh, but right, right now, you know, we'd like to keep them. They're doing, you know, but... Uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Well, it's great to hear that you guys, you know, as the business that you are, is also, you're doing new things. You're bringing in people. You're finding new ways to disrupt the... Because the education model also is arguably something that's been around for a long time as well. That's and been, right. And been done a certain way. And technology is impacting you guys as well. Mm. Well, we are being disrupted. I mean... 100%. And, and we're being disrupted... Um, especially in, in non-credit continuing ed education, okay. right? If you think of how much learning you do after you leave post-secondary and how much of that is not delivered by post-secondary. That's very true. It's very true, right? And it so, almost was that mindset from my, like, okay, I was done that. This is done now. Now I go forward and I look to other places versus continuing that relationship on a much longer scalable term. Mm. Exactly. And if we can keep That's that relationship in a much more, because one of the best things we bring to you is a validation that you understand and that employers understand, right? And well, so, it's that shared, the shared story. The employer believes that if, if you're sharing in that, the opportunity to then walk in with that barrier dropped of, does this person going to get my company, my role, my, absolutely, because you guys have agreed of this common language. <laughs> That's right. And you've got, you know, um, companies like Microsoft who bought LinkedIn, mm -hmm. um, who are, you know, LinkedIn is definitely trying to get into that whole um, non-credit learning place, yes. right? With their purchase of lynda.com. And they've got all the, like they've, they've got the, they've got the eyes now. <laughs> they do. And it's the business community. You're on LinkedIn. It's just how it goes. So well, it's like half a billion people it? worldwide, right? It's scary. It's, it's, <laughs> it's because what they where, where does that go? But you're right. You're absolutely, it gives them the opportunity to now play in so many different areas. It does. And that don't feel irrelevant to them almost. Well, of course, of course they would get into that because they're already so ingrained in the business community. <laughs> well, and people are looking for, information right away right? right and um and so you know you've got people that are in that field already so it's it's um in one way um that area of education is almost quote-unquote the wild west okay and who better to embrace the wild west than calgary absolutely oh, is nice. known <laughs> as being the wild west. i like how you brought that around as a as, as a girl from toronto <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, right? Well, I, like, like if you're gonna like, seriously, yes, we are, we are that we have the mindset to do this. 
it's just such a lens I haven't put on it being out of post-secondary for so long. And it was kind of like I did that and I was done and I do little pockets and I do courses here and there, but right. there, there's no connection to one group. It's just, I grab whatever happens to be relevant at the time and whether it's UFC or Mount Royal or Bro Valley and go just do a course. But considering like the role you can play as my partner in my life, That's it's a right. very different mindset. It's a very different mindset. But it makes a heck of a lot of sense when you say it all out. <laughs> exactly. And I can be there uh, as your partner to help validate your learning so that when you go, you go, Hey, look, I can do this. This, 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 look, and Bo Valley says I can. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, we're a uh, public institution. The ministry is, you know, we've, we've got the ministry um, that's regulating us. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know that we're legit. And, yeah, there's a degree know, of credibility there. There's for a degree sure. of credibility in the same way that your degrees and diploma have credibility, right? So, you know, it's, it's a natural. And like I said, it's, uh, when you look at the whole um, continuing ed market, it is the Wild West. So Yes, no, and, fair enough it is. Yeah. But it's so critical if you're going to pivot and retool for a different career and being able to capitalize on what you've already learned and what you bring to the table without that being quote-unquote lost and having to start at the bottom. It's just not realistic. That's right. And so this whole... Nor Cal- is it beneficial. <laughs> no, it isn't. And this whole Calgary thing of just do it or just get her done. Get her done. <laughs> get her done. Get, get her, her done. Get, I learned that when I moved here yeah, as well. It's not, yeah, get her done. And it's like, and, and I'm finding that too. It's like, hey, we got this idea. It's like, get her done. Let's just yep, get her let, done. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so... Calgary is an amazing city for that. that it that is. That willingness to like, well, let's just jump on board and let's figure it out. And like, there's always the art of the possible here. Like, yeah, sure, there's reality, but let's figure it out. We'll, we can get it done. There's, we can get it done. And so, you know, why would why do we need to bow to like the Silicon Valley? You know, because right. we have as much get her done as they do. And, you know... That's a good, I like, yeah, I like you're getting a little fired up at the end. That's awesome. That's right. No, I really appreciate the perspective of just seeing the role that, that, that education and post-secondary can play, not only in this transformation, right. but just in your life as an individual. Because sooner or later, you know, Jim Gibson, when he was on, he talked about that. He goes, yeah, you can look at the industry, you can look at the, the, the city, you can look at the province, but at the end of the day, it's a bunch of individuals. That's right. And your own personal mindset and what's going to allow you to feel empowered to move forward and support you, that's really where the rainforest starts. Mm-hmm. That's right. And there's a lot of um, patience in Calgary, which is awesome. I absolutely agree. Short, nothing gets a project on fire like a short timeline. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're very much in this whole, you know, like it, it's not, if things aren't working, people will step in to fix it. Like they're not, they, they aren't going to wait. No, there is still a roll up the sleeves and it's not, well, that's someone else's thing. It's like, no, no, let's just, let's just get her done. So don't yeah. ever say that. It's so appropriate with the Calgary mindset. It's probably why I was so, I moved here not knowing that it was like that and very quickly realized that this was a good place to be. Exactly. For that, for that sign. Absolutely. And, and I think Calgary is the city to, to really do this. I mean, you know, like I said, I had this thought and it was like, Calgary, hmm, you know, and <laughs> Calgary, hmm, dot, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I think a lot of people have been having that thought lately. But to hear you guys doing something so tangible that can position us on the world stage, but also help, you know, it's it's good to get some persona from that, but it's also good to help our, the, what we're dealing with right now. Like what you're dealing with to me has immediate, sounds like to me it has immediate transferable benefits. It does. And, and like I said, you can get in to talk to people here in Calgary that you would yes. never get in to talk to in Toronto. Which allows example. you to do things faster. That's right. Or at least you would, but it would be such a long time frame, right? And then the second meeting would be, yeah, well, let me get back to you. And then you have another three months of waiting or four months for Calgary. It's at the least. next week. Yeah. yeah. Yes, for sure. And so, you know, there's a whole bunch of, of factors that are going on that, that really allow for you to have some speed, right? And all the guests I've had on that, it's been the kind of the universal theme of like, we have all the, we have all the, the parts, mm-hmm. we have the money, we have the talent, we have the ecosystem, we have the data pool. We, so many things are like, we are so well positioned for this to go forward. Wh- whatever the quote on this is, is the topic, but there's not, it's, it's just, when are we going to get there? And also knowing that it doesn't happen in, in, overnight that it does take time but let's start moving in the right direction mm-hmm. yeah and if we start moving in the right direction and if you bring a bunch of calgary partners with you then you can then they themselves will become part of it because yes they can grow their own companies and and um it starts to become the you know what you want to do in, in any of these events like as you grow an industry you need the industry to get to a certain size right they have a liquidity event yes they then that then seeds the next round of the next group that grows. Because yes, so those talented individuals so come into market with money and then things go forward. That's right. Or they get so big that they become that 
the yeah. There's the event, or there, or there's the. It becomes an entity. It becomes. Yeah. It becomes the industry leader. It yeah. becomes the anchor. Yeah. It becomes the rim, or the you know. There's different examples that. That's right, and even those big ones have a liquidity event at some point, usually yeah. when they IPO. So you know, at some point you can you know. Which spins out money and talent. That's right, and and it spins out that money and talent in a way that that then you know people work there then they go off and start a company that then supports that company and and yes. and, 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 and and right people have the money to invest in that and and they invest with a feeling of confidence because they know that industry and, yes. and so, they know the people and they know the people we invest in people before we invest That's in industries right. 100%. so you know it, it starts off small but it can get it can grow quite quickly, and you know we just have to decide on a couple of. Really it becomes the, it becomes the ten year overnight success. That's right. <laughs> and that's you know you, all of a sudden when it gets on everybody's the everybody's radar, it may be been around for ten years, but you see that last, you see the moment, you see the flash. That's right. <laughs> Which makes and look. usually you're, you you kind of you go along steady, and then suddenly it's like grow, 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 grow. It's like whoa, you know. Yes, the, 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 the slow and then all of a sudden. Lorja, thank you so much for your perspective today. It was really interesting. I had a huge value into this post-secondary. I haven't been involved for a while. So to hear what you guys are doing and to hear how you're embracing technology, but also how you're, it sounds like you're making it very real for the industries that are that are struggling with talent and the individuals that have great skills but don't know how to maybe necessarily apply them in new and, new and different ways. Well, if you want to get involved, you can, you know, we're always looking for people for our advisory committees. Oh, nice. I'm giving a little recruiting nice thing little recruiting window. At the window okay. yeah, yeah. so, so curious that was my next question if people want to get involved how would they reach would they reach out to you would they just go yes, on the website they can, yeah they can reach out to me uh, or um, any of the vice presidents so the vice president academic Dr. Mishak Mawaba okay. as well as myself and if they want to get involved and we have all kinds of program advisory committees if Excellent. people want to get involved from a more Indi- industry, industry point people, of view fantastic. industry people anybody wants to get involved in our pivot ed initiative because we're looking for feedback on that um, we're open. We always enjoy working with industry partners. Okay. And, Excellent. Um, yeah. So let's put the call out for industry partners. If you're looking for a different way to think about your hiring, a different way to think about your skills and a different way to managing the, what your team, what your people know and how to, how give them credit for that. They should get, get out there. Stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Start thinking about it or anybody wants to get, who has expertise in, um, how we can actually create this model to have it work. So, you know, because in the early days, it's always interesting Um, and it's fun. Like we're being very entrepreneurial right now and it's a lot of That's what's really hit me as a post-secondary. I don't necessarily, and that might be my own limiting beliefs, I don't think post-secondary is this entrepreneurial like mindset, which is clearly what I'm hearing from you today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because when it comes to, so this is our continuing education piece, right? Right. But uh, you have to think entrepreneurially because everybody else is. So <laughs> that is the world. I remember when I was a kid, if you if you went to your guidance counselor and told him you wanted to be an entrepreneur, you'd probably get into special, like you you'd, you'd put get put to a special program. We're in such a different mindset now about like what can you create? Like there's so like there's no limits anymore. <laughs> there isn't any limits anymore, and um, you know, thinking entrepreneurially is if you if you do it right. Um, the benefits to everybody can you you know is amazing yes right because it's a one to many like benefit if one person goes out there and takes the risk or pushes the boundaries and comes up with something new all of a sudden they're employing people they're growing they create industries <laughs> that's right and 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 for our, our current student body can you imagine like they if students graduate from our business diploma, but they also have micro credentials in customer service, et cetera, I mean, it would be awesome. Well, better for them, better for me as the employer now, looking at this yep. individual, going, oh, I kind of see a picture now of where I can, ben- where you can benefit my team or where you can fit in. And because usually at that point, they've got all the enthusiasm, but they don't have enough experience. But, That's do, right. but don't they? That's right. <laughs> you know. And, uh, and then they, if, if you're practicing with an algorithm, better to make your mistakes with an artificially driven character than in <laughs> yes. real life. Yes, to be ready for, to be more because it just raises the bar for everybody. It does. Well, Lorjo, thank you so much. We can continue, clearly you and I can continue going on and on, but that was yep. a fantastic conversation today. And I think you gave us some really cool perspective on some things that are going on in Calgary that are going to contribute to this transformation journey that we're on. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.